had just started PC right out of college. I'm a year older than her. I only met her because I started dating her, her brother. But, <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about that. Being disciplined. Yes, how the Lord's been dealing with me about things this year. Um, 2024 is a year for more. It's a year of us to do more, to obey more. You don't get your more if you don't obey. And, you know, God will put things on your heart to do. They could be random things. You know, the Lord told me to do something at Christmas. I'm like, oh. You know, you just feel so like, uh, the enemy always comes up with, you can't do that. What will they think? And nah, nah, nah. And then, you know, I was telling her the other day, and then the Lord told me to go do this, give my neighbor something. I'm like, oh, nah, nah, nah. you know, then I had a dream that I gave it to my, the neighbor, you know, relative of the neighbor. And I'm like, dear Lord, has it gotten that bad that God has to send me a dream? Right. Because I'm like, and they're just right across the street. And I've known these people pretty much almost, you know, since I was in junior high. I'm like, oh, what are they going to think? See, this is what the devil does. He sends fiery darts. He's, what are they going to think? You don't wanna, you're going to look stupid. You're not going to have enough money. You know. I lo- and pa- remind me to get back to this story. Pastor Nancy tells the story of how she gave, God had her give money to, I think it was a family member, somebody, I don't know who it was, who called And the minute she gave it, the devil came and said, now you put yourself in a bind. Now you've done it. And you know what she she answered back? She said, I never put myself, I'm kind of paraphrasing what she said, but she said, I never put myself in a bind when I obey God. I never put myself in a bind. I put myself under the blessing now. Boy, that really blessed me. So back to my story. So I'm like, man, now I had a dream. I got to go give the neighbors this thing. You know, and I'm like, and the Lord dealt with me this year. I'll just be open and honest. You know, he's like, you need to obey me right away. Like right away. Right away. So I know if he's been dealing with me about that, I know he's been dealing with you about that. Do it right away. Get out of this. If you live in this realm, you'll always be defeated. You will always be defeated. You'll never have enough. Your body will speak louder to you when it gets sick. You're fine. You'll allow other things to speak louder to you than God's word. And that's not how we're supposed to live. And I've made a determination. And the Lord, you know, I'm like, yeah, 2024, year of more. On victory, sure. And then we went to camp meeting. And the Lord's like, that more that you're believing for? It's attached to you doing more. Don't think it's just going to fall on you because it's a year more. Woo! And, you know, there you are sitting on your couch. You read your chapter day, but you're not doing what he told you to do. It could be at work. It could be at church. It could be with your spouse. It could be with your kids. Whatever God tells you to do, you better do it. Get out of this. Get out of this. This will hold you up. You go here. I go here. I go two places. And I'm training myself. You better train yourself. Because one day you're going to face a situation we all will when the enemy will come. And if you've trained yourself to come oh, come here, right. to come, i got to find an answer. There's nothing up. There are no answers in here. No. There's no answers in your mind. Right. And if, we, if we're constantly allowing the mind, the thoughts to talk us out. See, if you don't obey right away, you know what happens? You'll, you'll talk yourself right out of it. Oh. I've done it many times. That's what I was doing. I'm like, I don't want to do it now. 
I'll do it later. And that thing that I was supposed to give them was sitting there for months. <laughs> you know, I was supposed to give my neighbor. And uh, this year, when we went to camp meeting, oh, there was a thread that the Lord was talking to me about throughout every minister. More is required of you. More is required of us this year. It's, it's just being obedient. And you know what I told Pastor Marcus when we got back? I said, it's not, here, here's the thing. It's not about, and it is, but if you'll hear my heart here, it's not about, oh, it's because God wants my tithe. Oh, it's because God wants me to bless this neighbor. Oh, it's because God wants me to be nice to my husband and walk in love more. And, oh, it's because God Come wants, <laughs> it's not about all that out yeah. there. It's about God wants your obedience. Yes. It's not about all this. And we look at, I can't do that because of this. I can't, do, I can't, I can't be nice to them. They did that. You know what I mean? It's like, no, just obey me. Because when you start doing that, you start getting to the mental arena. God wants our hearts. The Bible says he's looking for true worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm not just giving God lip service. I'm not just get, I'm so done with delayed obedience. I'm so done with my mind trying to talk me out of things, myself talking me out of things. Why? It's holding up the blessing. It's, and I'm, I'm done with that. The blessing of the Lord's on me. Why? Because I obey him. Amen. Hallelujah. That's not my message, but I know it blessed you because I'm preaching to myself too. Amen. This year of more, you want the more in your life? Obey God more. Let me say that again. You want more? You want more finances? You better obey God more. You want more health? You better obey God more. What's he telling you to do with your body? Well, I'm putting all my healing scripture, Pastor. Yeah, but you're still eating. God, maybe God, now, I'm not saying, but maybe God told you to exercise, or maybe God told you to do something, or maybe, I don't know. But that's another thing God's been, like, obey me right away. Just obey me right away. Why? Because God is trying to save us. He's trying to bring us into the more, and we can't go into the more if we don't do our part. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'll preach on that maybe on a Sunday. Today is uh, Wednesday, and so this was on my heart. You know, I'm trying to remember... Um, Pastor Marcus and I I talked about, um, oh gosh, I hope I didn't just lose my note, talked about um, having, you know, we do prayer every once in a while on a Wednesday night. So we're going to do it tonight, the first Wednesday we had Pastor Ike here. But we're just going to teach on prayer a little bit. What was in my heart was um, being filled with the Spirit. Amen. Being filled with the Spirit. And um, a Spirit-filled life um, is a joyful life. It's a blessed life. And so let's open up our Bibles to Galatians 5.16. And I've been meditating on this chapter for the last, well, I don't know, maybe month or so. Just go, The Lord's just been having me read it. Sometimes the Lord will have you read something, and you read it over and over, and you're like, I want you to bring this chapter over and over. But he's trying to, he's trying to highlight something in that chapter for you. And so Galatians, now you know, um, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, those were all written by Paul. These are the Pauline letters. He wrote these letters to churches. And um, Paul was Saul. 
who persecuted the church, who stood there when they stoned Stephen. He was there. So Paul's life was really redeemed. God showed up, blinding light. He's on his donkey, or maybe he's walking. I think he was on, he falls off. Did he fall off his donkey? And he's blinded for three days. And he said, Lord, Lord, you know, what's going on? And the Lord said, why are you persecuting me? In other words, you're persecuting my people. So here God takes someone who the church is afraid of because he's killing them. He was in charge of, you know, killing the church, taking them, making them martyrs, and turns his life around. And he ends up writing two-thirds of the New Testament. And he has a revelation of who he is in Christ. You know why? Because he was pretty bad outside of Christ. He had to know who he was in him or the enemy would take him to his past and point out. That's why he said, I forget those things that are behind. He had to choose to forget what was behind because he was killing Christians. And he said, I press forward into the high calling of God. So it doesn't matter what your past may look like, how bad you may have been. When you turn around, God will use you. So I just love Paul because he was just mm, a mighty man of God who who taught the church, this is who you are in him, in him. Amen. So in Galatians 5, 16, he's telling them, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The Amplified says, but I say, walk and live habitually. That means make it a habit to live in the Holy Spirit, responsive to, controlled, and guided by the Spirit of God. You're guided by the Holy Spirit. Make it a habit to to respond to Him, to be controlled by Him, to be guided by the Spirit, not by your mind. Not by what you want, your desires, not by your flesh, right? Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and the desires of the flesh. So as Christians, you know, a Christian can live in the flesh. They just don't do the word. They can be carnal Christians. You just don't do the word. You may go to church, you may read your Bible, but you don't do it. You're carnal, right? Or you're a, you can say a baby. Or we can live in the spirit where we're guided by the Spirit. But to walk in the Spirit, and these two things are enemies against each other, the flesh and the Spirit, there are, we could say this, at war with one another. Your flesh is always going to try to pull you to do something else, try to pull you to get upset, get angry, spew something, give, give somebody another piece of your mind. We hope there's still some in there, right? I mean, he, he's, gonna, he's going to... Uh, he's the flesh. It it it's at enmity yeah. against God. Well, the Bible says the mind is at enmity against God, but the flesh it wars with the spirit. Yeah. And so there's if you could see this tug of war going on, right? But if you start to make it a habit to live in the spirit, your spirit you can live a spirit dominated life where you're led by the Holy Ghost. You know, I told Marcus. I know some of you are getting ready to purchase some things and. We'll just stop right here. This is by the Spirit here. Maybe this is for you, Tom. Um, I was reading Reverend Joel's book. He has a book called Rich. I said, I like the title of that. I'm going to read that book. They're free, by the way, online. You can download them. 
And uh, so I was reading it. I've been meditating on prosperity. And um, he said, when the blessing of the Lord is on something, when God starts to lead you towards something, it's because he, he wants that for you. And the blessing will be on it. He's all, but I always make sure before I buy something, God's on it. So he told the story because he said, if God's on it, then when you buy it, the presence of God will be on that and it'll be maintained on that item. Because the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow. Have you ever bought something and you go look at it and you go, I don't know why I bought that thing. What is it? That's sorrow. I've done it. I've done it multiple times. Why did I buy that? I bought that. And you just look at it, you know, and it could be beautiful. It could be beautiful. That does, it's not about what it looks like. It's about God wasn't on that when I bought that. That was my flesh. I'm talking about, I'm talking about walking in the spirit. And so he said him and his wife, Pastor Amy, went to, they wanted two chairs for their, um, for their house, and they needed two for their living room, and they went, and uh, they finally got a piece to go, and she was looking at old ones, she was looking at new ones, she was just looking for whatever, and the Lord said, I don't want you to look at old ones, I want you to look for new ones. Again, being led by the Spirit. So she did that. They finally went to a, a excuse me, a furniture shop, and there were pairs of these two chairs. Every, so they found two. They, they liked them. They were pretty. They went and sat in them. He's like, God's not on this. God's not in this. In here. Mm. This, this goes, it was beautiful. And he went to another pair of chairs, sat on that. Mm. God's not in this. See, learning to be led by the Spirit in everything. Went to another pair of chairs. He goes, honestly, it wasn't my preference. It wasn't my preference. He goes, but I sat on that chair. And I'm like, God's in this. God's on this. So we bought those chairs. He goes, they look better than the, probably the other chairs would have looked. He goes, and every time I sit on those chairs, I say, the presence of God is here. God's on these chairs. Learning to be led by the Spirit. Going here, not here. Yeah. Talking about being led by the Spirit. I'm talking about walking alive. Making it a habit to walk in the Spirit. Now, that's a daily thing, right? We would think, do I need to do that for that? You don't have to. But then you'll end up buying things, and there'll be sorrow with it. And you'll look at it and go, why did I buy that thing? I'd rather look at everything and say, that was a God thing, and God's all over that. Not look at something and go, God wasn't on that, and he's still not on that. <laughs> right? So, um, we live a life of the Spirit, but we have to be full of the Spirit. To live a life in the spirit, right? So tonight we're talking about being full of the spirit. Don't be okay with living a life where you're dominated by your mind, your flesh, um, where you just make your own plans. But pastor, I have a plan. This is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to work. And then I'll do that. Well, that sounds like your plan and not God's plan. That's not being led by the spirit, right? Follow the Spirit, not your own plan. Let's turn to John 16, verse 13. Praise the Lord. So God, he can put, God puts us in front of things. He, we can know what to do all the time. Did you know that? You don't have to live a life. You know how people say, well, you never know what God's going to do. Did you know that's not a scripture? Did you know that's a religious saying? You just never know. What is that? He, his ways are mysterious. Religion. 
Because if you know God, you know, I know Marcus, his ways aren't mysterious to me. <laughs> you know your spouse, you know their ways aren't mysterious. If you've been married for, I'd say, about five years, you, you know, and not to say you're not always learning. You're always learning more about him. It's the same with God. His ways aren't mysterious to me, though. His, they're not mysterious, right? Okay, John 16, 13. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you or show you things to come. Amen. Talking about the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. You can be ahead of things, yes. not behind things. You know, how many of you, maybe you go to the doctor, you know, you go to your annual visits, um, you have you know, for your, the, the dentist or your body. You have an annual checkup, right? Why do, you, why do they have you do that? It's preventative care. It's preventative. We're going to check on you. We're going to do a checkup, see how you're doing, make sure that you're doing all the things, your cholesterol's good, your, bl your, your blood pressure's good. They're checking up on you, right? They're not going to say, you know what? We don't need to see you for like 20 years. If something bad happens, then you come in. They're not going to do that. That wouldn't be wisdom. It's the same thing with living in the Spirit. When you check in with God, when you check in with the Holy Spirit daily, you're living a life where you are in front of things. It's the same thing with your body. You go there because they keep you in front of things physically, right? It's the same thing in the spirit. We want to stay in front of things. We do that with the Holy Spirit. He's the one who shows us things to come. Yeah. But if we don't check in with him, if, we, if Pastor uh, Amy and Reverend Joel wouldn't have said, hmm, God, are you in these chairs? No, not these. Are you in this one? This is the one. He's in it. Okay, this seems good. This is it, right? The Holy Spirit showed them that. Does God really care? But he does. He wants you to have the best. He knows everything about those chairs. He knows everything that's going to bless your life. So you want to obey him. Amen. So spiritually, to stay on top of things, we have to live a life full of the Spirit. Right? Full of the Spirit. Um, so how do we do that? Well, we develop our spirit. And I'm going to go over three ways we develop our spirit. Are you writing these things down back there? I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> three ways that we stay full of the spirit. We develop our spirit. You know, when, you're, when you first get born again, the Bible calls all of us, we're like spiritual babes. We're drinking the sincere milk of the word. The word is, it's like milk to us. There are parts in there that are meaty. And you're like, well, uh, I don't know. You know, if you have, you're trying to give a baby something and they're, they didn't have the teeth for it yet, like, oh, no, they, we shouldn't have given that. We should have stayed with the pureed food. Why? They weren't ready for it. Yeah. Well, spiritually, we develop. Yes. We start out as babes, and then we should grow. Yes. We don't want to be. You know, if somebody walked in here, 40-year-old walked in here with the bib on, a <laughs> little bonnet, Little booties. We'd be like, something wrong with him, right? We'd be like, no. Something like developmentally, you're not progressing. You should be progressing, right? So, well, it's the same thing as we our bodies develop, our spirits should be developing. We don't want to stay a baby, okay? So the first one of the one way we develop our spirits is we pray in the Holy Ghost. 
We pray in tongues. Amen. This is how we stay full of the Holy Spirit as well. Um, praise God. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, 4. So the reason, I want to talk about the reason we pray in tongues. It keeps us full of the Spirit. It keeps us sensitive. There are so many benefits to praying in tongues. Keeps us sensitive to the Holy Ghost. But here's a, the main purpose of praying in tongues for the believer. It's to edify us. Um, let's look at 1 Corinthians. Oh, good, I have your Bible. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. says he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself you edify yourself when you speak in tongues you cannot edify yourself charge yourself that word edify means it's like a battery it charges you remember reverend joel talked about that yeah. it gives you a charge right yeah. if when you but you have to open up your mouth and speak you can't pray in tongues in your head. Okay, maybe you think you can. I'm like, Lord, can I just pray in tongues in my head? I think I can. You have to open your mouth and speak it out. It says, he who speaks in an unknown tongue. We're talking about tongues. We're talking about staying full of the Spirit. We're talking about staying in front of things in our life. We're talking about staying sensitive to how the Spirit of God would lead us. How many of you have been driving one day? And the Lord, and you're in your spirit, you get, go this way. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit guiding you. He's putting you in front of a situation. Yeah. What if you question that? Yeah. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you have directions from the word, the simple directions that you already know, mm -hmm. yeah. and you question this, mm -hmm. you're going to have a real difficult time mm -hmm. following the leading of the Holy Spirit because you're already questioning God. Get rid of that habit. That means be a doer of the word right away because your life could depend on it when the Holy Spirit says, go this way. Or the Holy Spirit says, eh, you don't need to go there today. Stay home. Do you know how many people did not go to the towers on 9-11? Many. I, there is one church located in that vicinity, a word church that taught about God and the Holy Spirit and following the lead that many of those, not, I don't think they lost one person in their church. And a lot of them worked in those towers. Yeah. They didn't go or they decided, you know, I'm going to go over here and get a bagel first. Uh -huh. Just want to go get a bagel. Yeah. Learn to follow the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in the daily things. Yeah. The, daily. the daily things, okay? But praying in tongues, going back to praying in tongues, it edifies you. It charges you. It builds you up. It's, the per it's our personal way to communicate with God. Pastor, you mean when you go you're communicating with God? Yes, I'm praying to God. When I pray in the Holy Spirit, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Let's look at verse 14, 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. In other words, my spirit, the real me, is praying. My mind does not understand it. Guess what? That's okay. Because when you pray in tongues, it bypasses your mind. And it's, a, it's, a, it's like a heavenly language between you and the Lord. 
and you're, you're edifying yourself. You're building yourself up daily as believers. If we want to grow and mature, we want to stay full of the Spirit, we have to pray in tongues. You don't have to be on your knees worshiping God. There are times you should, definitely. But you can do it while you're driving. I used to pray in tongues all the time when I was driving to work. I'd worship when I drove to work. There's times now I stand in front of my fireplace. Praying in tongues. What am I doing? I'm charging myself up. You're building your faith. Let's look at Jude 120. Uh, Jude actually doesn't have a chapter one. There's only one chapter. But Jude, verse 20, it's, Jude is the book right before Revelation. It's the second to the last book of the Bible. Jude, chapter one, verse 20. It says, but you, beloved... Build yourselves up on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. The Amplified says, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Ghost. When you pray in tongues, you're, you're charging yourself up. You're building yourself up. I always, I always um, liken it to going to the gym and lifting weights. Pastor, do you lift weights? I do. They're about this big, but I sure do. I'm gonna, they're going to get bigger. But So you go to the gym. You're lifting weights. That's what you're doing when you're praying in the Holy Ghost. You're building yourself up. You're building up your spiritual muscles. Of the inside of you, your spirit man, the real you. What does it look like? Is it emaciated? Is it really, really skinny? Or is it strong spiritually? You can tell how strong you are by how you respond to situations, by how you respond to the word. And guess what? You can always get stronger. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it builds up your faith. Now, faith comes by hearing the word, but you build up your faith to get stronger by praying in the Holy Ghost. So every time you pray in the Holy Ghost, imagine yourself lifting a weight. You're getting stronger and stronger. The real you on the inside is getting stronger. Amen? Now, so the first reason we pray, we pray in tongues. Uh, the first way we stay filled with the Spirit, we pray in tongues. The second way we pray in tongues to edify ourselves, but the second way is to pray in tongues to pray out the plan of God. Um, that's, kind, that's just a benefit of tongues. That's not really, but we'll go over that. When you pray in tongues, you're praying out the plan of God for your life. Because there are some things you don't know. But guess who knows the plan of God? He does. He's got your plan. The pl Bible says that plan that he created for you, it's completed, prepared, and waiting for you. When you pray in tongues, you're laying down the railroad tracks. I love how our pastor says it. You're laying down the railroad tracks so that the plan of God for your life can run through it. But if you don't pray in tongues, there's no railroad track. So how's the plan of God going to come? Now, we know the plan of God for our finances, that we're supposed to be blessed, that we're uh, healed. We know those things. But there are specifics to your life. There are specifics to your children's life. There are specific things for your marriage that God wants to do, part of the plan of God. Um, but he can't do that if you don't pray in tongues. You can only go so far. You've got to pray in the Holy Ghost to birth out that plan. 
It's the way you birth out the plan of God. You pray it out. You pray it out in tongues. Because the plan of God won't happen automatically. It won't happen automatically. We have to learn his ways. Amen. And God uses us to give birth to his will when we pray in the Holy Ghost. Listen, River Church, we got to have this. We've got to be praying. We got to be this year. We, I'll tell you what the Lord's been talking to me about this year about more of more prayer. More praying in the Holy Ghost, more worshiping God, more praising Him, more being thankful, thanking God. What is all? These are all forms of prayer. You're worshiping, more ministering to the Lord. I love you, Jesus. I worship you. I minister to you. I'm here for you. What are we doing? We're keeping our lives full of the Spirit. You have to live a life of prayer or you stay in the dark. And living in the dark is not fun. You know, because when you, were born, when you weren't born again, you lived in darkness. And so, and I love what Paul said. I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than you all. Could you say that to somebody? I thank my God I pray in tongues more than you all. There's, there's benefits to praying in the Holy Ghost. Don't keep your mouth shut. You open your mouth. You pray out the plan of God. You edify yourself by praying in tongues. Um, you're keeping yourself sensitive to God. You're, you're birthing out His will. This life is so short. It's so short. There's, I can't believe how old I am. And I'm like, there's more to do. But how am I going to know exactly what to do? I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I, when I heard that story, Pat, Reverend Joel and Pastor Amy, I'm like, I, we make bigger, you know, you know what's really, here's an eye opener here. People make bigger decisions than that and they never check here. Yeah. They go here. Yeah. They choose homes. Yeah. They decide what to do with their kids. Yeah. How, who they're going to marry. Yeah. Big decisions in life. Yeah. And they don't pray in tongues. They don't come down here and say, what does God say? What is the Spirit? What is the first verse we read, John 16, 31? The Holy Spirit will show you things to come. He leads you into all truth. He is the Spirit of truth. But we can't say, oh, oh, Holy Spirit, you're the Spirit of truth. You're going to lead me into all truth and make it a confession. But we never pray in the Holy Ghost. We never take time to get in the Spirit. You know, I love... A certain restaurant. I love the Vintage Press in Visalia, right? Well, I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into the Vintage Press. Sit on my couch at home. I'm going to get into the Vintage Press. Yeah, I'm going to get there. And then someone gives me a gift card. I'm getting into the Vintage Press. But I got to get in my car and go. It's the same thing with the Spirit of God. You can't sit there and go, Holy Spirit leads me into all truth. Yeah, yeah, Holy Spirit leads me. In all, this is my year for more. Yeah, yeah. And you're sitting there. Well, I go to church, Pastor. Yeah, but... Are you getting into the spirit? Are you being a doer of the word so that you can have those benefits? See, if I want the benefits of the vintage press, they have these really good mushrooms over there. They're, they're so good. Okay, so that's an appetizer. If I want the benefits of their great service and wonderful food, I've got to get in the car and get there. It's the same thing in the spirit. If you want a life in the spirit, you've got to get in the spirit by praying in the Holy Ghost. By worshiping God, by taking time to be with Him. Amen. Yeah. Pardon me? The blessing of the Spirit. 
Yes, there's a blessing when you get into the Spirit of God. And, and it says in Jude one twenty, you will make progress. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. The last thing I want to say before we go. There's other verses, but uh, a one way, another way to stay full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Spirit, a Spirit-filled life, is to, the Bible talks about singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Let's close with this verse, Ephesians 5, 18 and 19. This is another area the Lord's been dealing with me about, um, about singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5, 18 and 19. It says, be not drunk with wine. We could just stop. There's your instructions. Why? Because there's excess there. There's excess. We won't get into that, but there's your first right there. But in, when you have a but, that means instead. Be filled with the. Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. So these psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, they are Holy Spirit inspired. But what does it say? Speaking to yourselves. If you want to maintain a spirit-filled life, you have to speak to yourself. You have to speak to yourself in tongues. You have to speak out these psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to the Lord. I love what Brother Hagen said. He said, a spirit-filled person always has a song in their heart. Do you always have a song in your heart? I know there's times I don't, and I need to work on that. But most of the time, I do. My mom said when I was little, she would hear me singing in my crib. And I don't sing. But I always have a song in my heart. We should always have a song in our heart. Amen. That's one way. Now, I just want to tell you what a psalm, hymn, and a spiritual song is, okay? Um, and these are Holy Spirit inspired. inspired. So a psalm is like, a, a, it's like, well, you know, the psalms. David wrote them. They're like poems. Um, it may rhyme. It may not rhyme. But did you know that you could have a psalm? I love Brother Hagin. He said, I would go to bed. And I would speak out, I would speak out psalms all through the night. Now, you know, this is back in the 30s. They didn't have phones to listen to. They didn't have tape recorders to listen to messages. Think about it. They didn't have where you could pull up a YouTube minister and watch it. It's just him and quietness. <laughs> and so he would speak out psalms to himself. What was he doing? He would speak out poems. Um, Pastor Nancy says that when she speaks out psalms, it gives direction for her future. It helps her in the, in, for the future. But you can't speak out psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs if you're not praying in the Holy Ghost. That comes from living a, a filled life where you're praying in tongues. A lot of times you'll pray in tongues. And, and a song is similar. It says a psalm, a hymn. A hymn is similar to that. It's just... Um, <clears throat> And, you know, in, in, in Psalms, there's 150 Psalms that David wrote, right? Um, and a hymn is just, you know, like a song. And then a spiritual song is something that someone gets. Like sometimes Sophia, she'll get a spiritual song, we'll say, 
or Pastor Marcus start, start singing and get a spiritual song from the message, right? Those things are to bless us. Psalms encourage you in times of trial. Psalms lift up your spirit. There's been times I was like, Mashe, I'm that abasi, and I just start praying. And I'll, I'll just start, I'll do a, a, usually a hymn or a spiritual song for me. I thank you, or I've done a psalm too before. I thank you, Father, for what you've done. You're so good. And, I, and, and it'll just come forth. Matter of fact, why don't we stand up and do that? Let's pray in the Holy Ghost for a little bit. And um, before we go, and then we'll see if we can uh, have a psalm or a hymn or a spiritual song. Now, it's inspired by the Holy Ghost, so we're not, gonna, we're not going to you know, try and do it on our own. But if it's Holy Spirit inspired, we will. But we have to keep speaking with tongues and magnifying God. The Bible says to be continually filled with the Spirit. How do you do that? You pray in the Holy Ghost. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're edifying yourself. You're praying out the plan of God. There's so many other benefits. But another part of being filled with the Spirit is don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Did you know that's why people get drunk with the Spirit? Yeah. yeah. You've seen some people in here, they're drunk. They're like, hey, hey. You know, what is that? That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. They're filled not with wine. They're filled with the Spirit of God, where they can get dry. The, hence comes the term drunk in the Spirit. It's the Spirit of God. It's God's presence all over them. Amen. And what does it do? It brings a refreshing. See, anytime you will live a life where you're filled with the Spirit, it'll refresh your life. It'll encourage you. It'll bring you higher. It'll help you make progress in life. And guess what? It'll also give you answers. Amen. So, Father God, do we have, uh, well, no, you know, let's just leave it quiet. We'll leave it quiet. Father God, let's just lift our hands. We worship you tonight. We magnify you. Let's just thank him. Oh, we thank you. Oh, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, that you've given us the gift, the precious Holy Spirit to lead us to guide us, to be our strengthener, Lord. Thank you, Father. We magnify you, Lord. Oh, just worship him within your understanding for a few minutes. We just worship you, Lord. We glorify you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, your mercies that are new every day. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your presence in this place, Lord. You said where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are. There you are. You're here right now. You're here right now. We just worship you, Jesus. We worship you. We magnify. Put your attention on him. We magnify you. You're so good and so faithful, Lord. We love you so very much. We thank you, Father. Oh, yes, for everything we need is in you. Now let's pray in the Holy Ghost. And this is just to edify yourself, to build yourself up. Oh, yes. And we can worship him in tongues. I worship you in tongues, Father. 
le shehane anose na male andoso ne ne ahaha ne ne andose ase haha shehe na male andose yes lord yes lord ma she andose ane andose hehe na maria andorobushe na male andoso yes ma she ande easier Easier and easier it will be if you'll come and spend time with me. Easier and easier things will flow, and then you'll be in the know. So lift up your voice, open up your mouth, and begin to rejoice. For I am in everything. When you start to praise me, worship me, pray it out in the Holy Ghost. And then life will be much easier. Easier and easier. Now we're praying to him right now. Worshiping him in tongues. Just for yourself. Just for yourself. Building yourself up. Oh, we worship you. And sometimes with a psalm, you'll just have one word. Brother Hagen said, I'll just get one word. So that just now, what I did, I just got the word easier. So I just said easier, and then the rest came. I've done that many times. God has given me answers for my family, for my children, for, for us, direction, uh, but ma mainly just encouragement. And this is how you stay full of the Spirit. This is how you walk out life. This is the best and highest flow. Yeah. This is the way that you should go. Yeah. For no other way will compare. No other way will do. For the spirit-led believer will mount up and rise up and fly over hard things, fly over tribulations and struggles. It will be easy. Because you'll do it in the spirit. In the spirit, it's light and easy. In the spirit, it's an easy flow. And that's the way that we should go. Just to build yourself up, just to strengthen yourself. Brenda, come on over here. You have anything, Brenda? And you will run and not grow weary. When you wait upon the Lord, you will run and not grow weary, and you will grow stronger. When you wait upon the Lord, 
and you come into my presence, it'll all be so sweet, it'll all be so easy, and you'll know what to do. And you will come, and you will come, and you will come, and you won't leave empty, and you will come, and you will come, and you will leave with your answers. And you'll come, and you'll come, and you'll go, and your way will be made straight, and your way will be made perfect, and you'll know where to go, and you'll know where to turn, and you'll know what to do, and you'll know what to buy, and you'll know what to say. For when you come, for when you come for when you there your answers will be. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now see how she got answers. There's answers for you, Brenda, in that. Answers for all of us. But see, this is something you can practice at home. You just practice it. You just start praying in tongues. Because you're building yourself up. You're causing yourself to make progress. And then you're strengthening yourself. Then what comes to you in English? Speak it out. Speak it out. Why? That's God talking to you. See, God was talking to Brenda, to all of us through her. But a lot of times that right there, that right there is going to be your flow right there, Brenda Lou. That's going to get you through and through and through and through. Because it's a life in the spirit. It's a life that we're called to live. Not just praying in tongues, we're done. There's, there's, it's not just for church. Thank you, Pastor. It's a, for your own personal devotional life. It gives you, there's been so many times I would pray in tongues and I would get a word and I would just speak it out. God was ministering to me. Do you know what happens when you minister to the Lord? He ministers to you. He will minister to you. Praise God. Now, before we leave, it's only eight. I want you to sit down. And I'm just going to ask one question here. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you say, Pastor, I don't pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm born again, but I haven't received the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You know, it's not something you understand. Your mind doesn't understand it. But the Bible says you're, you're praying to God, you're speaking to Him. You're speaking to Him. And you know what the cool thing about tongues is? The devil doesn't know what you're saying. <laughs> he doesn't know what you're praying, number one. Number two, there have been times I've prayed in my known language. And certain situations, I don't know what else to pray. I'm like, I've prayed all that I know, and I don't know what else to pray. So you know what you do when you don't know what else to pray? You start praying in the Holy Ghost. You start praying in tongues. Why? God is praying out answers anybody here tonight, every head bowed, eye closed, you say, Pastor Melina, I don't have, I haven't received the gift. It's a gift. I said it's a gift. It's free. Just like you got born again, it's a free gift that God wants you to have so you can walk out this life being filled with the Spirit. Not in the natural, but you know when you live a Spirit-led life, you live a supernatural life. Is there anybody here tonight who wants that gift? You don't have it yet? That's you. Raise your hand. We'll pray for you. I remembered when I received the Holy Spirit.
practice singing out those psalms. And you know, it may come out as a song too, but practice it. Amen. We love you all. We'll see you soon.